Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication, and tickets are on sale now. The first early bird discount will be available until August 22nd. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Cynthia Chaplin, and this is Voices. Every Wednesday, I will be sharing conversations with international wine industry professionals, discussing issues in diversity, equity, and inclusion through their personal experiences working in the field of wine. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate our show wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Voices. I'm Cynthia Chaplin, and today I'm very happy to welcome Sofia Torres. She's the co-founder and vice president of AIVOI, the Asociación Hispana de la Industria del Vino en Oregon e Comunidad. And this organization is a nonprofit creating opportunities and empowering Latinx and Hispanic vineyard workers in the Willamette Valley in Oregon and providing educational and professional development. So a very cool um, initiative that I can't wait to talk about. I wish we had something like that in Italy, but we'll get around to that. Um, Sofia herself was born in Mexico, and she worked there in the tech industry until she moved to the U.S. in 2002. And she and her husband, Ryan McKay, took a huge risk and invested everything they had and started Cramoisi Vineyard and Winery in 2011. And so Sofia is now the only Latina winery owner in the Dundee Hills of Oregon. So a lot to talk about today. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Sophia. Thank you so much for inviting me, Cynthia. No, it's a huge pleasure. Um, let's talk about Ivoy because this organization is how I found you. Um, I was talking to one of your colleagues, Rachel Adams from Assemblage, and she mentioned this to me. And I started looking you up, and it's such a cool thing. Um, the goal is to engage and encourage and support the Latinx and Hispanic vineyard workers. Um, we have virtually nothing like this program in Italy. And I, to be honest, I've never heard of anything like it in Europe. So I don't know where we're behind the times. I am always really shocked and saddened by the fact that, you know, a lot of our migrant workers who keep the vineyards healthy and harvest the grapes and work in the cantina and do the bottling and stuff. All of these people are never even invited to taste the product they produce or learn about the sector that they keep alive. How did Ivoy come into being? What are you doing there now? This sounds really magical to me. Yeah, so, um, well, Ivoy, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to tell you a little bit more of the, the, the story, right? Um, it was co-founded by by uh, two other Latino winemakers and um Miguel Lopez and Jesus Guillén, we got together and then we start talking about our people. I will say that because I'm from Mexico as well. And and um, and I just saw that there was a lack of connection between the vineyard stores. So we call them, actually, Cynthia, we, we're trying to change the title for from a vineyard worker, laborer, or a, a, a farmer, a farm worker for uh, to vineyard steward. 
So um, I think that's a great idea. And again, it gives people much more um, investment in, in their position. I, I really love that word, a steward. Yes. Yeah, because, as you know, they're really they're the stewards of the lands. They're our eyes, they're our hands. They're, they're, they're the ones that are there every day. You know, it doesn't matter if it rains, if it's hot, if it's cold, if it's, they're always there. Um, we're on their hands, right, if you want to say. So I think uh, that was... Um, when I started my brand, started my brand, Cramoisi, um, I started with that term and I, we adopted it for, for iBoy and iBoy really is spreading the word. And now lots of people here in the Willamette Valley, they are using that term now to, when they refer to our, our vineyard stewards. So, um, so we're trying to change that. It's changing, it's working. So that I'm, I'm happy that that is happening. So we changed that first and then we start talking to them and kind of ask questions about how we could help them if they were going to school. Um, if they didn't go to school, what they didn't go to school. So we found out that there was no like, um, big access for them or a special program dedicated for them. And, and for us, for Jesus Miguel and myself, and now the, the board members that we, we were forming little by little, we thought that uh, education was the way to go, right? Why was there no education available to them? There, there's, there's education, but being a, being from another country, I think the lack of the barrier of language between a vineyard owner, winery owner that normally they speak English to tell them like why you don't go to this program. There's programs. And then there's there's programs that maybe they're completely in English, they're completely you know in Spanish, but like to guide them how to get to the college, how to register to the college. Also the access to go in the morning. So so this program is very special, uh Cynthia. I mean there's other programs, but in able for you to go to school you have to go after work, right? Yeah, exactly. And and then it costs money. And and they don't have the time and they don't have the money sometimes, right? And then sure, and I'm, often they're supporting a lot of other people. There's no extra change floating around. Exactly. Or for example, maybe the the husband works in the morning and the wife works at night, and then they have to take care of the kids, right? Exactly. So there's no there's no way. So I mean, when we were asking these questions, and that's that's what I'm saying, access to education in special ways so they can go because there 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 are programs, of course, that they can go. But I think iBoy is helping to break some of the barriers about the time, the money, and and the language, right? So this program, it's in the morning. So it's a 17 weeks program. They go every Wednesday. We partnership with Chemeketa and Linfield University, um, Chemeketa College and University and Linfield University. And we develop the program for them to go to those two uh, colleges, right? This is so amazing. I, I think often, you know, especially in the U.S. where there is a lot of funding for these kinds of programs, you know, our politicians get away with saying, oh, we developed 25 new programs in our states. But if, if nobody can go to them, right. it's still as exclusive and as impossible as if there were no programs at all. So exactly. So that that's that's my point when I when I said there's not access to programs because it's hard for them to go in the morning. So I boy created this program for them to go in the morning instead of going to work, they're going to school. So we're not taking extra time from their families or from another job that they have maybe after they go in the fields because some of them they have two jobs, right? Absolutely, and more. And we pay them so 
we pay a stipend, a flat fee stipend for them to go so they don't miss their paycheck for that day. Again, this is so important. I just, this idea is incredible. Understanding that, you know, money is really the way to to lift these people up. It's not good enough to, to talk. Money has to has to be involved. And as you said, you know, there can be a big desire for education, but if there's no money, it's not going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we were trying to find ways, you know, to, to set this program. And that was in 2018 when we started with this idea, the three of us, and then we start forming the, the, the board. And then I end up meeting uh, the wine director at that time, it was Jessica Sandrock. She was our program coordinator and our kind of person to connect with Chamekera, right? And she was so excited about what we wanted to do. So she really helped us to to partner with them in a very, very easy way. And we started the program Chamekera. So it's a program that, that um, the vineyard stores, they go and study from vineyard to uh, winemaking, to bottling, and to the business side, right? Sell the wine. So they see the whole picture when before, Cynthia, there's programs, but all the programs says, or you study this, or you study that, or you study this. So this is kind of like a warm, um, a program that can, you can see the whole picture of the industry in 17 weeks. It's a lot of information, but we wanted to let them know how many opportunities could be in the industry as, 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 as we kind of motivate them to have a career path in the industry. Absolutely. There's got to be, there has to be some, some sort of vision of moving up from an entry level job. You know, where am I going to go from there? So I think you're, you're actually allowing people to, to grow their dreams and to dream bigger than, than they would have otherwise. Um, I'm just wondering, so you're giving them a 360 degree program on sort of the whole nuts and bolts of, of the wine industry and and they're learning English as well. How are the wineries reacting to this? Are they are they resisting? Are they on board? I and mean, you're taking their stewards away every Wednesday morning. What's what's been the reaction? So some of them they're like excited, they're big supporters of the program. They they were saying like, you know, um reactions about like why we didn't have this program before, right? Why we didn't develop this program before. That was my reaction when I read about you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And some of them they're like, uh, wait a minute, so I cannot lose Jose on Wednesday because he's my supervisor or I cannot, you know, uh so th- this is coming from the winery owners, vineyard owners, right? Or the vineyard management companies, right? Some of them are like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to send anybody because I don't, like, they're going to leave me, right? So if they know they're going to leave me, they're going to go uh, try to go in another position, right? It's so short-sighted. I mean, you can you can keep your keep your stewards there, you know, as sort of a slave workforce, or you can... It, you can be the vineyard that, that educates your stewards and they all leave you to get better jobs and more people want to come and take their place to do the same thing. It seems obvious. That's the goal. That's actually the goal. But you know what? I understand too, because it's such a new program that that they I think they didn't know how, how this will work. And we were confused with a, with a recruitment agency instead of like a education program, right? So some people, they didn't understand in the beginning. Um, so they were all kind of, you know, reactions, but mostly I will, I will say positive reactions, right? That's so good. That's really good to hear. I think 
Oregon has a special community too that that I don't think is um, all that common all around the world. But I just want to touch a little bit on on your co-founder Jesus Guillen. I, I know he started his winery in 2006 with his wife Juliana. And he was named one of the top 40 under 40 tastemakers in 2018 by wine enthusiasts. And there was a documentary made that he took part in, Red, White, and Black, the Oregon wine story about sort of all the minority um, winemakers in Oregon. I was really sad to discover that that Jesus passed away in 2018, but his spirit is living on clearly with his family and his work and with this program that you've put together. And you know, Oregon really is... You know, it's doing so much. There's a lot, you know, happening. Very active and supportive of BIPOC community and LGBTQ community. What what makes Oregon so diverse and inclusive and open to these forms of equity and development? Why do you think Oregon is so special this way? Well, I think we still have to do a lot of work. We are, you know, as I mentioned before, there's there's lots to learn from everybody. I think Oregon, it's the spirit is collaboration and that helps, right? So we share lots of information between owners. We share, I mean, my success is their success, their success is my success kind of a thing. So that's the way that we bring more people. I will say what well, we started, um, but we, we have to work a lot, Cynthia. I mean, there's no like a big um, diversity still. There's like, as we mentioned, uh, we see lots of people of color normally uh, in the vineyard right and not so much do you have any idea how many how how many people of color make up the you know the steward force in in oregon no that many i mean maybe 20 from you know like there's no i mean we have 900 uh vineyards we have if i if i'm right around 750 tasting rooms and if you go to one of each you might find you you don't find any people of color in the tasting rooms that often. No, that's another that's another question altogether. Yeah, and you don't find absolutely very very I can count me with my hands people of color that I want makers being your owners like me. I mean, maybe we are total in the valley around maybe fourteen fifteen. Wow, out of nine hundred. Yes, yes. So there's not. Um, there's still not too much <laughs> diversity, right? Most of the people they work in the in the vineyards, and that's why it is our passion with this program, because we wanna. I, I think it's a very diverse. If you see the, the 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 industry here in Oregon as a whole, it's a very diverse, right? But if you if you see like most of the people they work in the vineyard, other are brown. So we wanted to connect the dots between why the industry has to be that divided instead of just one whole industry, right? And where we see people of color all the way around from soil to glass, right? Exactly. Exactly. I, I like that concept from soil to glass. And and they should be invited to to drink and to learn about what they're producing that goes in that glass too. So some of the wineries that they didn't buy them, maybe they don't want it. But uh but we realized when we start asking questions to vineyard stores, like so how's your wine? Did you drink wine? And like, no, no, no. Did you drink wine from the places that you grow? No, no, we don't. Right? Or it's just not affordable for them, right? So 
That's kind of sad. That was the part that always sad for me. It's kind of like when you're a chef and you don't taste your food, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that was part of that. That was sad. And that was one of the things that motivated us also to do this and teach them how to drink wine. And that and that tasting rooms are open for everybody, not just for for people that own businesses or people that come on vacation and or, you know, like it's open for everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so you've been you've been running Ivoy since 2018. How many people have gone through the program? Yeah, we have total 35 graduates by now. So we have in the beginning just a small group. The la- last year we have 15 vineyard stores that they join and we have four in a waiting list because we couldn't have, we couldn't have a bigger group. So um so every year we're going to try to grow our goal is to maybe have two groups one day, you know, at a time. But for now, I think we our our goal is to have at least a group of 15 each year. That as you can tell is very slow, right? It's little by little. But I think the more little by little is how you get the job done, though. Exactly. Yes. And then uh, these people, you know, like I mean, our senior stewards, our students, graduate. They, when they finish this program, Cynthia, you won't believe how different they look, how different they even walk, how different they even like talk to you. They feel part of. They're drinking wine, you know, at the ceremony. And sure. That's great. I mean, the self-esteem must be amazing. The confidence, uh, just to hear how appreciated they are for us in the industry as they are our eyes and hands, you know, in the... And of course, they're inspiring their families too, their children, their their siblings. Um, so you're doing more than just reaching the people who are in your classroom. You're reaching their entire family, their whole community. Italian Wine Podcast. If you think you love wine as much as we do, then give us a like and a follow anywhere you get your pods. Yeah, we're changing lives. I think this is this is the program, you know, it's, it's, it's touching hearts, it's changing lives. I mean, can you imagine how beautiful it will be? Like these students, they go to school, their children, they know his dad, uh, their dad or their mom, they're going to school and they're, they're learning. And then later on in life, they're going to say, hey, dad, I want to go to wine wine classes or I want to go. Yeah, no, exactly. To that industry and where you belong. And then more generations come, you know, to this industry. Um, normally we talk about, oh, the second, third, 10 generation of winemakers, you know, in the family. But there's no like, being your stewards, <laughs> third generation, you know? Yeah, so we want to we wanna see that. Well, let's talk a little bit about your partnerships with the Chemeca Univers- Community College and Linfield University. So how did you get, you were telling me about how you got connected with them, but how are they supporting you? Are they are they helping you promote and publicize? Are they helping with funding? What are the what are the college partners doing to help the program succeed? Yeah, so I think uh, just having the the space, you know, having the space, they they help me to find some of the instructors. We have different different subjects during during the weeks, and they help me. Um, to review the program every year and see if we have to make some changes. And then they're normally, they're super enthusiastic and helping me on that. The funds, the funds is more like we we raise funds through different events, right? And then we pay Chemeca for the cost uh, or Linfield 
of the classes, but obviously I think it's a, it's a, it's a non-credit program. So it's a little bit more affordable, you know, for, for us to start. And then after, after this program, they can continue their education and we can help them as well. And Chemeketa and Infio and now always, uh, OSU also, we're trying to find ways to, to help them to continue their education and maybe plan some workshops, special workshops, you know, for them, like if they want to be better at pruning and they want to be better at wine appreciation, that kind of stuff. That's kind of like how Ivo is going to evolve. And we have absolutely 100% support from them when we when we tell them you know this is what why see this uh, the students in their survey at the end of the program we we um, ask them questions about the program and what what was good what did work and what didn't work and so and then we go and get together with this um Chemeketa and then we try to um to improve the program right um and they're absolutely open for us just let us know what we can do and you know, and they they uh, promote the program too. Um, they talk about the program with other people. Um, they're trying to bring also vineyard stores to the program with people that they know. So it's a it's a it's a big collaboration. It's a partnership, right? They don't give us the money, but they give us the space and the help and the support. That's so useful. I I, mean, I like I love Ivo's mission. I mean, you it says that you're committed to demonstrating that a community is stronger when every person feels empowered. And you're committed to building a community that accepts and respects and values racial, cultural, and national differences. And we can all succeed in creating a better future when these principles are covered. So it sounds like your your two universities are really buying into that. I'm wondering, are you planning to roll this out to more universities across Oregon? It's such a great model. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, uh, there's people from, um, you know, Washington, they reach out to us and they're like, we want this program here, how we can do it. And then California as well. Actually, one of the, the, uh, the culture of iBoy, it's, uh, Samparra. Samparra, um, so Napa thrives. It's a big, um, event in Napa. Yes. Yep. We hear about this program as well. And then they invited us to participate in an event down there in Napa. And um, Sam Parak, he has roots with um, with California, with Napa Valley. So we asked him if he could go and represent iBoy in this uh, panel. It's a panel about social justice. And they invited iBoy to talk about the program. So, and and they're like, we need this program. And, and also New York, they said, I, how can we build this program here, right? So I think we're going to get there. We're going to expand. We just have to make sure... Um, we have the support and the money to do it. So how do we, if our listeners are getting excited about this, like I know I am, how do we get involved? How do we donate? How do we support you? Um, how do we help iVoy grow? Yeah, I think uh, being a voice, and I like the name of your podcast, uh, being a voice, I think is, is one of the first steps. Talk about the program, spread the word to other other um people and just to talk about iBoy in general so people start getting to know more about us. Um, another thing that you can do is just to go to the website and we have uh, a button in where you can donate. So the like section is donate and then people can donate directly to to us, to the organization. We also have 
you know, we have never done this, but that would be kind of fun. If you know somebody in Italy that would like to donate an experience, uh, you know, like a trip over there and stay over there and go visit some wineries and things like that, if they can donate something like that. Oh, that's an amazing idea. We'll have to look and to see what we can develop with that. Right. That would be amazing because people will love those kind of experiences and they can if you donate that, if you know somebody wants to donate experience like that or a trip like that, we can put it in, our, in our, one of our events as an auction you know, experience. Oh, that's a great idea. So if they want to do that, you know, just just like that, I think uh, can help us with ideas. If you have any ideas and send them to me. Okay. Well, we'll be sure that we put all the information about your website on our podcast notes. So anybody who's Um, interested can can go on there. But before I let you go, I want to talk about you for a minute because you yourself are a pretty cool person, uh, a very busy person outside of Ivoy with your own story. And you were recently appointed to the Regional Solutions Advisory Committee, the Mid-Willamette Valley um, by Oregon State Governor Kay Brown. So how are you juggling your own winery your work for Ivoy, your committee appointment, your family life. Um, what is a day in the life of Sophia like? How, you know, how would you give advice to a young Latina woman wanting to enter the wine industry? Well, you have to have a passion, you know, like all the things that I do. I do them because I have the passion for, um, you know, my business, of course, my family is my passion, you know, my two kids, my husband. Uh, try to juggle all that in between, you know, our business and and building community. I just love to to help the community. I mean, since I was young, I always wanted to be a, an active a member to change things that they were wrong. I'm suffering about or not like the world that is not fair. And my mom, I remember, she was like, "Honey, you're gonna suffer your whole life because life is not fair, <laughs> even if you want to help." But at least, you know, I have kind of like that that a passion, you know, to help each other in some way. So I think it's just when you're going to do something, do it because you have love for that and your passion. And then if it's work, of course, but it doesn't feel like work, you know. It's like something that you're very enthusiastic to do it, you know. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I sometimes I don't even know how I do it, Cynthia, because there's so much. I mean... That committee, um, I'm I'm done with that with my term on that committee, but I joined um, the Willamette Valley Wineries Association uh, in the on the board, and then uh, Wine Foundation, the Willamette Valley Wine Foundation as well. So obviously, like yeah, I have to I have to pay attention to because and and be careful with what I say. Yes, I start saying lots of no's because um, there's not many people of color in these positions, right? Um, so there's not that many. So I have lots of requests from people that they want to invite me. Sure, sure. I think I think that's really, uh, you know, one of the lessons that we learn as we grow older as women um, to say no when it's appropriate. And and I, I always try to follow it with a thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's very hard to say no, especially when, you know, as you said, you're so passionate about what you do and you are, you know, morning, noon, and night working so hard to serve the community as a whole. And I know you told me privately you get up at 6.30 every day, so I don't know when you go to bed because it sounds like you have 24 hours of things to do on your plate. But uh, it's it's an amazing commitment, and I think it's very inspiring for people to hear 
um, you know, you changed industries, you changed countries, you, you know, you're, you're running your own winery with your husband, but you're also helping the stewards of all these other wineries to become better and bigger and, and dream bigger than they thought they could. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing this job just by myself. I have, uh, you know, an amazing board members, you know, uh, we have maybe a little bit more Hispanic members uh, but it's like diverse also because we want to hear different backgrounds and and they're all in most of all of them in the wine industry and education so it's it's a lot of work that we we've been doing um i couldn't do it by myself you know <laughs> even that i have that it's just too much work but yeah we all collaborate yeah i think uh, and it's amazing. It's amazing work. And it sounds like it's going so well. So what are what are your dreams and your sort of goals, your ambition for Ivoy over the next sort of, you know, year or two? Yeah, I would like uh, for Ivoy to get a little bit bigger group, maybe two groups uh, at a time. I would like to get more women involved because we have in the whole and the three cohorts, we have only around six women. Why do you think that is? Are they are they uncomfortable of joining with the men? I mean, maybe should there be a women's co- cohort all by itself? We were thinking that, yeah, you, you you nail it, yeah. So we're thinking that too because I think they feel uncomfortable to go to other guys, you know, especially they're married, you know, just to go and and be in the class with other guys, you know, like our culture, right? Sometimes kind of. And I think women feel guilty too. If they if they're doing something for themselves, they feel guilty. They're not at home with their children. They're not at their job. They're not looking after their husband. I think women tend to feel guilty when they do something for themselves. That's really an obstacle we have to overcome. Yes, yeah, especially you know with some communities like Hispanic is mostly that way. You know, no, it's okay. My husband, I'm gonna tell my husband to go. You know, is what they said sometimes. So I'm like, no, you come, you do it. I was like, no, 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 it's okay. You know, and it's like, um, so we need to bring more, more women to the program. That's my, my dream, you know, to have kind of half and half if, if it's possible. But I mean, I'm happy we have students, right? But mostly, uh, men. And I think there's more men working in the vineyards as well than women. Uh, but, uh, and expand, expand the, uh, the, the program to other states. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my dream. That's amazing. Yeah, to make it more like a, you know, when you have a certification in, in you know, biodynamic certification, organic certification, maybe do it as as, as as a program that it has to be certified if you own a farm, you know, and get your... Well, that's a great idea that you have to put your stewards through through this. Yeah, that's a very good idea. Require It requires owning... You know the the issue by the winery owners they can't just overlook it or brush it aside if they if they have to address it that's probably a good way to go about it yeah and my biggest dream is like the government could see this program and says yeah this is something that we need for farm farm owners you know farm workers um it's necessary could <laughs> be a mandate kind of a thing. I wish, right? But I mean, you're talking about dreams. Well, that would be for me. But that is, that's yeah, that that's a huge dream in light of everything happening politically in the U.S. at the moment. Um, I I'm gonna go light a candle for you on this one because that's that's a beautiful dream, actually. Yeah, but I mean, little by little. I mean, I think we're we're doing a a good job, kind of spreading the word and bringing people together, and even like business owners 
winery owners, you know, the sponsors, all our amazing sponsors that we have, you know, they support this idea. I mean, I just went to give a talk to somebody. They were just traveling. They have an agency and then they, they give us money, you know, just because they find out about the program. And they were like, this is a program that my son will love to, to donate money. And the son is already passed away, but it's kind of like as a legacy, I want to give that to, to your program. The mom is the one that sent me that email, right? It was just, it's just a beautiful program. Um, so all the sponsors and all that, that, those are kind of like little dreams that come true, you know, when we start thinking about developing a program like that. So there's lots of people. Well, it's like it's like growing a vineyard. You have to you start with a teeny tiny plant, and and eventually you get a vineyard. So, um, I think it fits. I think it fits really well. And it's a lot of hard work. It doesn't happen overnight, just like a vineyard. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you have to work a lot. Yeah, sometimes my husband is like, I think you have to shut down the computer, and, <laughs> you know, or uh, let's go watch a game. They're your boys, you know, I love to go watch a game. So lots of, it's a lot of juggle, but yeah, it's just I committed to do this, and I'm happy to you know, with what we've been doing together as a, as a board. Well, I'm so, so happy that you came on Voices today to talk about this. And I, I won't keep you on, on your computer any longer <laughs> um, than I need to. So just thank you so much. And I really want to give a big shout out to iVoy. We'll put all the information on our show notes, as I said, so people can go on your website and see more about what you're doing. But it was just wonderful to talk to you and hear it you know, from your own perspective, uh, how it's going. And I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Take care. And I hope to see you in the Willamette Valley one of these days. Me too. Me too. All right. Ciao. We hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, the first early bird discount on tickets will be available until August 22nd. For more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.